There once was a devout man who was in the midst of a terrible flood. And when everyone else evacuated the area, this man said, not I. No, 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 I will stay because I know God will save me. My faith will save me. So the man prayed and prayed as the waters went higher and higher. Eventually, our devout man had nowhere left to go but the roof of his house, and yet he prayed. A rowboat came by, and they said, jump on, come with us. We'll save you. No, the man said, my faith will save me. The boat left. A yacht came by. Jump on, they said, come with us. We'll save you. No, the man said, I have faith. A helicopter flies by, dropping a rope. Climb aboard, we'll save you. No, the man said, I have faith. God will save me. The man drowned. And when he gets to heaven, he looks at God and says, Why, God? I had faith in you. God said, I sent you a rowboat, a yacht, and a helicopter. What more did you want? What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch, otherwise known as the Deji and Sarah Show. Yay! Perception is a bitch. Perception is a bitch. <laughs> well, so, I think before Today we're we, talking about the man on the roof. The man on the roof. And before we, like, dive into it, um, I do want to acknowledge, so for those of our listeners who have been with us, the OGs, uh, since we started this shit... Uh, this is from the Lost Files. Yeah, the Lost Files. <laughs> we're doing a we're doing a remake, a uh, redo, a mulligan. I feel like my solo edition was better, but you know what? I, I sure, <laughs> sure. You ain't nothing without me. Okay. Every pinky needs a brain. <laughs> so I I just wanted to like acknowledge that we have touched on this topic before the the man on the roof but it's it's such there's so many layers in so this many store lessons. so many morals so many lessons so the main one we're going to talk and we'll touch on others w- within this but the main one we want to acknowledge and talk about today with this is how sometimes you are the man on the roof because the solution is right fucking there in your face but it didn't present the way you expected it to. And so you you fail to be able to see it and you can pay the ultimate price because you lack perspective. Right. So perception is a bitch, right? Self-evident from the title of the podcast. And you keep wondering. You well, didn't know, now you, you know. Now you know. And you may be wondering, why is perception a bitch? Perception is a bitch for moments like this for the man on the roof where the solution was painfully obvious right there in front of him, but his point of view did not allow him to see the point of view that was obvious. It's that moment like when you're staring inside of the fridge looking for the the, the milk or something. But it's right there in front of you. It's right in front and you don't see see it. You can't see the milk. And then you look at someone and you're like, hey, where's the fucking milk? I thought we bought milk. And they're like, it's literally right there in front of you. Or the other day, I look in the fridge, we're out of eggs. 
We go to the store. We buy we eggs. Buy egg. come we on. come back. Oh, shit. And we eggs. buy eggs. How do you fucking miss the eggs in the fridge? Now we get lots of eggs. That is a perception is a bitch moment because if that were my last dollar. <laughs> Hope you like eggs. Hope you like eggs. I just spent my last penny on eggs, right? Shit that was right there in front of me. So before you laugh at the man on the roof, before you laugh at the, the obliviousness and the, the pain. The absurdity. Of his condition. Careful, because you may be laughing at yourself. <laughs> because at any point, at any moment, we are all oblivious. We are all oblivious. We Perception is a bitch in all our lives. And sometimes with dire consequences, perception is the I root mean, of the evil. I mean, the man on the roof paid with his life. Yes. Like he died it, on, on that belief. So from our philosophical perspective, uh-huh. his dying was evil. Yeah. And the evil of him dying was caused by his point of view, his perspective. Yeah. Right? We're even talking about this, that sometimes, right, if you are a theist, God could send, God has a funny sense of humor. We joke about that. Yeah. He could send an atheist with the solution to your problem. But you're like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to listen to this shit. God, God would never answer my prayer like this. And then you miss your blessing. Missed it. Or it could be opportunity. Right. Like I worked so hard to get out of the gym industry because uh-huh. I wanted to go get what I thought was a quote unquote real, real job. job, real whatever the I fuck that means. Boy. Yeah, I want, I want to be a big boy. I want I want suit and tie job. Yeah. I, want, I won't make six I want figures. An office with a secretary that you can yeah. boss around. <laughs> a hot secretary that I can boss around. <laughs> No, no, I think I'll swoop the secretary. Okay, I'm going to swoop I'll, in there. I'll still hurt you. Sarah, you can Sarah, do your own filing. Sarah, Sarah going to be checking in every every, every lunch break. Mm. Anyway. but I going to be best friends. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I actually eventually came back to the gym industry realizing that the very six-figure opportunity I was looking for was here all along, yep. but I couldn't see what what was right there in front of me. Because I didn't have the tag of success. Nah, or like nah, it's big, gym- flashy. Yeah, like you well, can't be like, oh, I'm a lawyer, I'm yeah. a doctor. And what do you do for a living? I work at Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't sound as cool. Are you personal trainer, like, you know, actually, you know. members come in and they're like, oh, you're a trainer here, right? Like, no lie, this guy. He's been a member of my of my club for like years now. He sees me every day. Yeah. He's buying his regular energy drink and he's telling me about how he's a personal trainer at a different facility uh-huh. uh, for a different chain. And he's like, oh, you know, it's tough out there for us trainers. You understand. You're a trainer too, right? I see you here all the time. And confirmation bias. I just nod my head and go, yeah, yeah, yeah it's rough, man. I'm, don't yeah. have any clients. Like, what was I going to say? Start correcting him in mid-sense? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm actually like, the I, I run No, but I, I get you. The same thing happened to me at work. We're like, this this member, because I run a gym too. My member was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, you got this, like, admin. Basically, she was saying I was a front desk receptionist. I was like, I know I'm always here at the desk, but I actually run this place. Yeah, so I, I would have, I was trying to get away it's kind of like the prodigal son yeah. too right like that that was a perception is a bitch moment because realize home was always the best place right right but but he never he never understood that he had to go gain perspective but by that time he had lost his wealth he mm-hmm. had lost 
I don't even I don't even know I would have taken him back if I was the father, but maybe I'm just You're petty like that. You hold petty. a grudge. You <laughs> no, really I don't. Do. Yes, you do. No, oh, one hundred percent. I don't do. hold grudges. Yes, you do. Just, you can stay mad for days. I'm just a common days. sense motherfucker. No, I'm just like, no, bro, you no, already got no, your money. You no. spent your money. He lying to you guys. Why are you coming back to me? I ain't got shit else to give to you. <laughs> your brother stayed. You're like, he, you got one shot. Your brother stayed. He been helping me mow this lawn and till the farm. Like, you know, he going to inherit everything. I don't need you. <laughs> your, your gut reaction to anything is like, I don't need this shit. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. So I, I see people every time. Who are the man? Who who are being the man on the roof at the moments in their is life? Right there, right. But and to, to somebody listening to this podcast, well, we talked about this with finances too. Uh, this was a big thing that we talked about on finances: how the solution could be right in front of us, but we can't see it because it's not how we attribute financial wealth. So Deja and I, we don't believe in debt. Um, I mean, we believe in it. But we know it exists. It's not like we. So let me let me. So we we subscribe to the Dave Ramsey model of financial prosperity. Or at least we have for the most of our lives. Yeah. Which is the no debt, uh, Save, slow and steady. Hard. Stay, you know, uh, invest, yada yada yada. So I am anti debt in the sense of if there was an opportunity to take take a shit ton of debt to you know build wealth, I am biasedly not. Yeah. going to take it so we've had opportunity right and i wish re- we we could have done and invested in and now looking back we would have 10 x our money yeah i'm like fuck right so that's yeah. a perception's a bit like that, that was a moment where i was a man on the roof we I had was, the opportunity we had the option but we would have had to go in debt to do it and i just didn't want to do it and looking back now, I was like, fuck. You that know, could have like, been the solution. I died, went to heaven, and God was like, and I'm looking I at God like, opportunity. why didn't you give me opportunity? And he's like, I, I sent that awesome deal to you. You <laughs> just had to go take a little bit of debt. But here you little are risk, talking about. Risk. Here, here you are talking about, oh, I don't do debt. I, what more could I have done for you, motherfucker? Like, I sent you opportunity. Solution doesn't <laughs> always look. And then, so, but some people it's take the, on debt because just, they're like, oh, this is going to be my solution. Yeah. Not realizing that they had the, they had the success, like you said, the six-figure job or whatever. And, if they had just saved their money, worked hard, and not spent yeah. everything they had. God, God looking at it. me like Deji. We all have the answer. We just don't like the question. <laughs> God look at me like Deji. Look, just because the answer came in a way you didn't want it, you know, mm-hmm. or you didn't like, don't mean I didn't give you an answer. So I don't know. It, this one speaks a shit ton of volume to me because it it defines the human experience. Yeah. Right. So I think about philosophies like the secret. And the secret preaches this abundance kind of mindset, right? Well, think like think it and it will be kind of think it into existence. And I don't believe it. I think I think there's a lot more to prosperity than just wishing shit. I remember shit. when you did. I remember when you were on that shit. You watched the secret like I knew there was something. Or Thirteen. I was times curious. <laughs> I was you were like, I want to. I want to try this. <laughs> I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna close my eyes and wish this. How many times I got so annoyed because you just play that on repeat. I thirst for knowledge. I thirst for knowledge. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, wait, it can't be that easy. Y'all remember the secret? That was big for a minute. Like That's, I haven't heard anyone talk about that. This is bullshit. Well, let me not offend anyone out there. From my Get out there in the universe. From my, I, mean, I guess it doesn't hurt. 
hurt, right? It like, doesn't hurt to push and, shit out and, there. And intention does follow action. So sometimes oh, putting it out there on, in the stop, universe. Oh, come on. Stop. 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 Are you I'm referencing the old podcast? Okay. episode. Just because uh, you intend it don't mean the universe is going to look at you and be like, here you but go. But it could. And sometimes we correlate. Correlation, like, correlation does not equal like causation. causation. Okay. But sometimes we, we correlate more than we should. We're like, oh, I intended it. And it came to be, so my intention created that reality. You know what that reminds me of? Those Pentecostal preachers I grew up with in Africa. Hey! <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay, they will have these I mass. Hold on, they will have these mass like parades and uh-huh. these mass. Uh, what did you call them? Kind of like the uh, congregation. Yeah, yeah. They'll have like two million people in the crowd, and they'll look out into the crowd and say, "God is telling me." Somebody going to buy a Mercedes Benz next week. And everyone will. You, oh, oh, I, I receive it. I, I receive you, it. You've been to these churches? No, I heard you tell me. You know, I went to the churches. You couldn't even clap. My, my churches were not this exciting growing up. Yeah, yeah. And all of the entire two million people in the congregation. Yeah. Oh, I receive it. I receive it. I, I'm like, wait. This is this is this is confirmation, confirmation bias. bias if, I've, now, if I've ever if seen. I have the funds, I'm gonna go buy it because you told me I was about to receive it. Yes, so I'm like, look, just fucking law of probability, right? When you put Someone shit in that out large there, crowd. <laughs> See, that, fortune tellers when they're like, oh, you will find love in the future. No shit. And your heart will be broken. No shit. No shit. You will know great hearts. No shit. No shit. So now you're making correlations. Like, oh, right. she said I was gonna have hardship. She yeah. said I was gonna fall. How and, many and times then, do we? And like, then somebody. Goes that shit. And then somebody's gonna buy that Mercedes Benz, come back and give a testimony. Like, oh, look what God did for me. I'm like, He willed it for me. <laughs> did he? I, I, I fortune I, I, tellers and preachers. They are the same fucking thing. They no, do they're the not. Same no, they're job. not. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> are you trying to lose listeners? No, they do the same job. <laughs> I once had a fortune they teller give tell me faith. they give people faith. That's all they do. I once had a fortune teller tell me that I was going to be rich one day. This was right before I came to America. I went to go have my palm read. All they have to do is look at you and know how kind of a, a narcissist. She didn't know shit about me. She didn't know I was a narcissist. She didn't know I was a high achiever. She didn't know I was a high performer. She just saw a 15 year old boy. Look at you. Well, also, that's something everyone wants to hear. So you're not going to be mad at hearing that and want your money back. I guess you're right when you're being told in Africa that you were going to be rich, right? Who's going to be mad at that? Anyway, I held that to be absolute truth. Here's your money for telling me. Let me give you money for telling you. For the majority. Actually, my girlfriend at the time, who was three years older than me, took me to the fortune teller because she was like. Oh, that's so sweet. I don't. Just looking back now, I'm like. I'm like, but 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 you're 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 absolutely right. So back to the man of on the roof. Back to the man on the roof. I think about his experience, the human condition, and how painful mm-hmm. that is. That we miss opportunity. That's so obvious. What's even more existential is oftentimes these opportunities that we miss have significant consequences to our lives. They either improve the quality of our lives or it could it could cause your death, right? So, for example, I'll, I'll give an example. I, I was watching YouTube the other day, and there was a real estate mogul telling a story about, and I actually forwarded this to you. He was mm-hmm. saying, you know, I made an assumption that lenders will always lend me money. Yeah. Right? But, and then I made all these decisions along those lines 
until I was finally slapped in the face when they didn't lend me any money. And he would the argument he was making is my decisions were all thought out. The problem was not with the decisions that I made. It was the, the problem was the the problem was the underlying assumptions from which those rational and thought out decisions came from. Yeah. So in that moment, he was being the man on the roof. And that had very existential consequences to him and his business. Right. Yeah. And what becomes hard is for people to recognize the moments when they are being the man on the roof. It's like knowing what you take for granted. And that's impossible because it's what you, what take, you take for, for granted. granted. Yeah. Right. So when you're being the man on the roof, it's impossible to know you're being the man on the roof because you are being the man on the roof. You can recognize it when other people are being it. So you can recognize when perception is being a bitch in somebody else's life. But you can't recognize it in your own life. Ain't that some fuckery? It, it is. Like, I mean, there's, we call there's, that a blind spot. There's so many times we do this in our day to day life. And just a couple examples that popped into my head is I'll have um, employees come up to me and say, oh, I need more hours. I need more hours. Like, OK, well, we need these shifts covered. Well, that's not when I'd like to work. You know, <laughs> back up, back up. Employees come up to you be like, oh, I can't make rent. Throw that yeah. dynamic in it. I yeah. need I need more hours I, so I, I can make more rent. Money. I need more money. I can't make ends meet. So that's them praying to God. Yeah. Saying, God, I need money. I need money. God say, now I'm going to give solution. you these shitty shifts. <laughs> Here's what I have left that nobody wants to work. Will you work them? Ah, ah. no. <laughs> Not that desperate yet. Like, All right, then. And then um, you get evicted and you're like, but God, I needed yeah. hours. Think about even like um, a, a young teenager, right? She's like, wants a, wants a new outfit for school. Mom's strapped for cash, but you know, hey, kid needs a new outfit. I get it. Goes to Goodwill, buy something, you know, reasonably a- attractive, but secondhand. Brings it home. Kid throws a fit because it's not what they expected. It's not new. It's not shiny. It's not the name brand. It's like, but you had clothes on your back. You had shoes on your feet. You were warm and clothed. You said, I don't have anything to wear. Now you have something to wear. Solution solved. Just not the way you want it to. We have this vision of of how our life should go. And we write it like it's a movie. Like, like things should just fucking line up in the stars and we'll be this epic. And the funny thing is a lot of times we get pieces of that. I'm thinking about almost your dad. Okay. So your dad was one of those kind of guys who had a lot of fucking success in his life. Mm -hmm. A lot of success. Um, He was an author. He went to, what, Germany and and China. China. He's been all over the world. He was journalist of the year in 92 in all of Nigeria. Like, he had to. That's some big notoriety. He reminds me of a lot of me right now. A lot of accolades, but no social proof. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the the problem with him is the money didn't follow and your your the family mon- okay rode him hard and and because the money didn't degraded follow. him because yeah. he didn't have money and so because the success didn't come with the sparkles and the lights that the they expected it the way they expected it they could not see that he still had a very like he still had a very good life and and the solution was still in there. It just may not present itself the way you think. So let let's 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 go refill our drinks real quick because <laughs> I want when we come back I want to get into some. Gotta get the ah, ah, ah. 
alcohol. You alcoholic. I, I want to get into some really good examples about times when people are being the man on the, the man on the roof. But let's do this. Shit. Okay, let's go. Let's go get some drink. Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Deji and I so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. So if you've ever missed the forest for the trees, you are being the man on the roof. Yep. Literally being the man on the roof. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there are moments where you can look in your own life. And this is more a function of hindsight, right? Like sometimes we human beings are able in our human experience to look back and go, man, I missed the forest for the yeah. trees. Right? And you're like, I can see clearly now. now the rain is gone, right? <laughs> it's obvious in hindsight, yes. which if you've ever looked back and wondered and wish you knew then now. what you know now. Yeah. That's perception yeah. is a bitch. How did you say that? If, if you've you ever, you if you've knew, ever looked back and wish. No, no, you said it wrong. If no, no, you've if ever you're... wished you know now, you knew then That's what, what you know now. <laughs> We're what so are... confusing ourselves. <laughs> you guys know what we mean. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You, the, you, you, what you've just done is identified the moment where you were the man on the roof. Yeah, couldn't see the solution. And you couldn't see at the time, the in obvious. real time, that you were obviously being the man on the roof. You know roof. what makes me think of is like people who are in cults. And then when they're in the cult, they're like, oh, I had no idea I was in a cult. I had no clue. And then they get rescued, they get deprogrammed, they're like, shit, that was a cult. But to the rest cold. of us, to the it's rest obvious. of us, it's obvious. That sounds really cold. Like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. Oh, like, even like, like, sorry, this is going to piss some Christians don't off. Don't go there, don't go say, there. Oh, like, drink the blood and eat the, eat the flesh and <laughs> got to meet three times a week. <laughs> what church All the meets? La- you didn't go to church three times a week? No, we did. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, we were I, serious. I was, I was, we were, damned, I, I was damned from the get go. Man, the get-go. Okay. there were just some aspects when you're like pulling back. It's like maybe not like all the way, but there's some like <laughs> a little culty aspects there. But just when you're in it, when you're indoctrinated into certain beliefs and stuff, it's like you're like, oh yeah, this is just reality. This is normal. Even abusive relationships. Think about the context in that. The people, yeah, they look back and like, man, that was an abusive relationship. The solution is easy. Just leave. Walk out the door. You can be free. Go on with your life. Not that simple. You're so in the, in the, it doesn't, it doesn't feel that easy. It doesn't feel that obvious. Um, I mean, you're looking at someone like, just eat right. Just eat right. Oh, Or just exercise. Yeah. Like, it's fucking obvious. Yeah. 
Right? Absolutely. I'm, like all these people in the gym, they come in, they'll spend three hours in the gym working out. The solution's right in front of you. And then Eat you less, start asking them more. like this. They, they come to you like, why am I not losing weight? Like, just tell me what your diet's like. And then they tell you that diet and it shit's like 5,000 calories. Like, and in your mind, you're like, it's pretty obvious. obvious. <laughs> And they're looking at you like, oh, but I have a high metabolism. Oh, <laughs> Some yeah. bullshit. Or it's not really that bad because it was like dark chocolate and like healthy fats and avocados and olive oil. We actually used to have a friend that struggled really bad with her weight and she would run all the time, but she would douse everything in olive oil. Because oh, olive oil healthy. is healthy fat. I'm like, well, like, yes, but it still packs not calories. Not when you're drowning your food <laughs> <laughs> Look, there are tons of examples yes, on shit that is like obvious. So obvious. Okay, so here's one of we're getting into some good examples. So here's another one: these kids, passion. these passion I know motherfuckers. Going, yeah. It nothing. We, uh, like talked about this one a little bit. Nothing pisses me off more than I'm hearing somebody say, "I want to pursue my passion and I want to find my purpose." I go, okay, here we go, man on the roof, Brain classic. Hurts. Classic man on the roof right here. Because there's so many layers to this. Where do I start? Right? Let First, me start. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. <laughs> Lest I say something I regret. <laughs> these 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 and title motherfuckers, is that what you go? These misguided. That's what these it is. Misguided, misguided motherfuckers. Okay. So I think when most people say that they want to pursue their passion Be as an a career, entrepreneur. when they when they say they want to pursue their passion as a career, they're saying they're they're saying two things. They don't want to be a slave to to a typical job because that's miserable for everyone. No one likes to go work for someone else all damn day. It's miserable take for orders. Just, yeah. It's miserable for everybody. No one wants to do that shit. So they don't want to be a slave to someone else. And they want to be able to make money at doing something they love. However, this is the recipe of perception about to be a bitch in somebody's life right now. Yes. So the people who can do that are like lottery winners where it's the lines where what you love to do and and making money at it come together in perfect harmony. And it's like, oh, and then everyone else looks at what that one person did it. And that one person was able to pursue their passion and make money. And now confirmation buyers on steroids. Yeah. So here's here's the problem with with this logic is what most people are really like I said saying is they 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 don't want to be a slave for their whole life and they want to be able to spend their their leisure time doing things that they love. Here's the rub. Most people will grind themselves to dust living a miserable existence, barely scraping by, doing something that they're passionate about but not able to make money at. And then since they're not able to make money or save money, then they, they have to end up go getting a slave job later on. So they spend longer in a slave job making shit money and not saving and not planning for a future or retirement. So they actually spend more of their life grinding and, and working a miserable fucking job than if they had buckled down at the beginning, worked really hard for like 10 years, saved, retired, and then spent their retirement doing Being what they're passionate, passionate about shit. and not giving a fuck about whether they made money at it or not uh, look like so, buy your freedom guys early retirement is is a huge fucking thing that if you don't know anything about it is possible look into it, it we need to do a podcast on that shit so, so i thought we did send me send me an email <laughs> send me an email i'll walk you through it. but look um this is where gary v and i disagree a lot because gary v would say that 
be live your truth, live your passion, live a fulfilling life if it means you make forty thousand dollars a year. What I know is Well, if you can be happy with forty thousand, that's what he's saying. And most people can't. They still want the millions. They want the millions. I don't know I don't know many I don't know anyone who can be happy with forty thousand. That's my point. So it's it's bad advice because it's so you're it's dead on arrival. To context. Nobody wants to live a minimal life like that because you can't really plan for retirement on forty grand. You, you will spend really, all your life you're having to work. Now, quote if, you're, unquote, if you truly are 100% like, I could do this every damn day and make n- no money and, and I'd be happy. That's assuming that you don't have a yeah, paradigm shift at some point in winner. your life yeah, that, that causes you, you to want to do something else. like a yeah. surgery or, or health or kids. Um, so, yeah, like no, you're not always, even if that's the right choice for you, it's not always the best choice for your life. So what I would say uh, is chase opportunity, not passion. Well, and I think that's what the funny thing is, I think that's what Gary Vee did. So he had opportunity and he was in a position to leverage it and he became passionate because he got good at it because he was able to leverage his skill set to become good at something. So that's the other way to find passion is is like he he found a solution. He was able to see the solution that most people were missing. Do you so, see what I'm saying? So the obvious He saw the helicopter and climbed on board. Right. So the and obvious now he's telling the rest of the people it's like to just keep praying. Just to keep, keep praying. praying. Keep praying, you know, <laughs> passion's coming, passion's coming. The obvious solution for me, the helicopter, the, uh-huh. the, the speedboat, the steamship, whatever, <laughs> is, is, to, is to get good at something, do enough shit in your youth. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a little Wayne quote that I'm going to tell right now, but do enough shit in your youth, find something that you are extremely good at, you can stand out, it's unique skill set for you, and the accoutrements the accolades and the money you get from being great at something, being the best at something is what makes you passionate. So passion is something you reverse engineer into. It's not something you actively go find. It's a byproduct of a fulfilling life. I don't necessarily even agree because, completely because with any, that because I have things I'm passionate about that no one accolades me on. I just fucking enjoy it. Yeah, but you're not looking at it as like, this is how I plan to pay my rent. Like if I could, I would. But you're not. But I know they're not money making skills. But you're not. Like I'm not. Look, if I if I told you today, mm-hmm. Sarah, I enjoy philosophy so much, I'm gonna quit my six figure job to pursue philosophy full time and do this podcasting. What are you gonna say? If you were gonna pr- like quit your what job, you to, say? what to, you gonna on, say? If you were gonna quit your job, and pursue, we had no money, we had no pursue savings. Pursue a passion. I think it would be being a porn star. I think you'd make an epic porn star. Here's here's the sex joke coming in. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. You like it, if your moral compass was a little looser, you'd make an epic <laughs> porn star. <laughs> Just saying. And you, it would be pursuing your passion, but the solution that's in front of you could make millions of dollars and be famous. Y'all, y'all hear what Sarah's saying? The solution's right in front of you. Being a porn and, star is is my uh, helicopter with yeah, the rope, but like, you won't take it. But here I am talking about praying. you know. <laughs> so you're telling me I'd have to fuck beautiful women like four or five times a month, and you pay me, and that's it. Maybe show up to some events. And Basically, stuff and what Sarah autograph. is saying is in, in 10, 15 years, I'm going to look back and realize in hindsight, shit. oh, shit. 
I miss the tree. I miss the forest for the trees. I say it all the time. I'm like, if I was a little morally like flexible, I could have been a stripper this whole time and saved myself a lot of heartache. The answers were right in front of you, but your moral compass can't do it. Can't, can't do couldn't it. get past your moral compass. God looking at you like, I sent you that stripper job. Life is easy when you have a, that utilitarian mindset, like. God looking at you like I sent you a stripper job, but you over here talking about, oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to <laughs> <laughs> chase my passion. So anyway, moving forward, don't chase your passion. Chase <laughs> opportunity. Chase opportunity. So maybe I should take my own advice. To, I'm going to submit your application to Thank you. <laughs> black.com. <laughs> Maybe I should take my own advice. I'm going to walk into work tomorrow. Don't know what black.com is. I'm sorry. I just disturbed you. Don't Google that in public. Go into private mode. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. Go into private. Be quiet. Thank goodness this is not on video. I'm going to walk into work tomorrow and be like, all right, boss. I'm out. My wife gave me perspective. Okay. What? This is not an ad for them. Okay. Shout out. So moving on to the obvious. <laughs> sound like you. Sponsorship. So moving on to uh, other <laughs> other ways people miss the trees for the forest. <laughs> Think about when people are sick. Uh huh. Right. And that took a turn. Yeah, because I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm trying to get that. okay. People are sick. I'm with you. I'm with you. But sometimes when people get sick, right, mm-hmm. and the the answer is obvious, mm. you know, take this certain medication, but they don't want to because they have some bias towards oh, that yeah. medication. Think about vaccines. Vaccines are huge right yeah. now because people are very polarized. Right now, on... Corona, Corona. The, yeah, yeah the coronavirus. People who have different perception perception on whether that's that's if, real if, or not. If the virus, if the the vaccine for the virus comes out. Yeah. Somebody who has the virus, like, I'm not going to take that vaccine because, you know, it's, it's a hoax. It it's die, a hoax. Yeah. It's a hoax. Well, and, just, and then they die. And then we find out six months later that the vaccine was really legit. Yeah. So well, there's just a lot of concerns with vaccines in general, even beyond the the quarantine crisis and COVID the and flu shit. Shot or- yeah, there's a flu shot, the polio. Like a lot of people don't want to get any of those vaccines because they're afraid of all the chemicals and, and injecting themselves, all the side effects, because it's very limited research is what they say. So I'm just saying like sometimes the solution is like, oh, take this one vaccine and you won't get polio. And they're like, ah, no. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> I don't gonna, trust I don't it. trust the solution. And, and it's like, hey, like, you know, I think this is where we have to mention in here too. People have the right to die. <laughs> Jeez. Like the man on the roof, he had a right to die and she was drowning. Like just don't be mad at other people when you die. That took a turn. That took like a you turn. Have, I support your right. <laughs> I support your suicide. right to die. <laughs> Abdulkamuf, suicidal like we'll coffee. Try. We'll try to save you. I'll reach out a hand. Like I, I, I will try to pull you in. But if you're like, no, if no, you're no. you're suicidal, Sarah is not who you want to show up with. <laughs> she would not try to convince you. I'm just kidding. Like, I really would. But like, I'm, I'm just saying like people have the right to make those decisions. I honestly do think that um, 
I think suicide is a very, suicide based on depression is a very, very serious topic. And uh, just plugging this in here, I'm not trying to make light of it, in, in all honesty. Um, and not trying to get anyone triggered. You know. No, just like not even beyond that. Just, just I know it's a serious issue and it does affect a lot of people. Um, and, and so in all honesty, for people who are truly um, suicidal, like we, we want you to get help and we want you to be better. I do think that euthanasia should be legalized. Could you explain that for people who may not know what that means? So that's people who are sick or old and dying and choosing to go out on their terms. But we don't let them because we have this weird sanctity for life. Yeah. This weird mor- morality that like, like has- oh, oh, you can't die even if you want to. And and that does bother me. Like if, if uh, you have terminal cancer and you've done all the treatments, you've done everything you can uh, to, to save yourself and then it's like just a long road of pain until the end. Why are you forcing them to experience that and go through that for your benefit? Because it makes you feel better to keep them from taking their life on their terms. Like Because it makes us the living feel good. And we feel like they're breaking some social contract. Like you don't get the the solution again. You don't like, get to decide when you leave. Yeah, the solution is. I was like, we look at those loved ones. We're like, oh, we don't want them to feel pain. The solution is right there in front of you. Let them go but on their terms. But we won't let them die. <laughs> but we won't let them. <laughs> the take fucking their contradiction. Solution. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. you know when it? Well, another time while uh-huh. I was the man on the roof. Huh. When um, uh, so I've always been a big Tesla fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I, I had the opportunity to buy Tesla at 50 bucks. Yeah. Didn't do it. I had the opportunity to buy Tesla at 200. I'm like, ah, didn't, didn't do it. it. I had the opportunity to buy Tesla at 300. I remember you and I were talking in the car like, babe, it's 300 bucks. I could throw 100 grand at this thing. Yeah. I told didn't you multiple it. times. It's like every time Pull we the talked fucking about it. Trigger. Pull the fucking trigger. And we haven't trigger. done it. Then you look back and regretted it. Just do it. Pull and the fucking trigger. every time Dude. you're like, oh. It got up. Market crashed. Did you do it now? Do it now? Do it now? Like, you know what? It could go lower. <laughs> every time. I didn't like, do it. I didn't Let do me it. wait and see how low it goes. And then you miss it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I finally yeah. bought in. Not at the price that I should have bought. Not not at the prices that God had been giving me. Yes. The boat, the steamship. You missed the, the, it. I missed. I, I missed them five times yeah. over. Okay. Now you're I look just back you got now. The life raft. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just hanging on to a life raft. That's it. <laughs> I'm looking back like uh, still praying. Still praying. Still praying. Floating. Our retirement that should have happened. Like we have a plan to retire by the time I'm 40 years old, which would be 35 for you. It could have been this year if. if if I had just taken the fucking helicopter, the chopper, the boat. Hate to say I told you so, but. <laughs> so now I'm condemned to another five years of grind <laughs> because God sent me, he sent me Tesla at 300. He sent me Tesla at 100. He sent, gave me all kinds of, all kinds of discounts. All kinds. And, and you I knew, thinking, like you knew what it was yeah. when it first came out. Now, you now knew. I'm looking at God like, Lord, I'm ready now. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready, ready now. now. <laughs> it's like, okay, motherfucker. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late for you. Oh, gosh. No, it's like life is weird. Um, Just the way things come around and and the way opportunities and solutions present themselves. It's so funny how a a lot of times we are ungrateful or or we are so disillusioned when life doesn't happen the way we think. I think it's fascinating to know that 
you can you can miss an opportunity and you will miss many opportunities in life and you won't even know in the moment that you yeah. are missing and for most people they don't even realize it was missed opportunity i think it takes a level of self-awareness even to know in hindsight you miss an opportunity yeah i think it takes an even bigger level of self-awareness to catch the moment when you are being the man on the roof yeah right like you were you were the voice for me uh-huh. at that moment going deji pull the fucking trigger well, pull okay, the so fucking trigger let me let me jump into another one of the side lessons from the man on the roof story okay. that we didn't focus on today because there's many lessons to this let's story let's get into it let's get into it but what you're talking about right now is when you recognize the solution but you fail to act and there is an element of that man on the roof story where he has to recognize that getting on the helicopter, getting in the boat would save his life. It's a solution. He sees the solution and he acknowledges it, but he fails to take action. Now, whether that's because it didn't come in the solution that he was expecting or because he just failed to have the guts. I mean, maybe he's maybe he was too scared to get off the roof and, and, and swim to the boat. Maybe he was too scared to jump to the ladder to go up the helicopter. So maybe that that fear to act or the resistance because it wasn't presented in the way he expected, that lack of action. So faith without acts is is nothing. True. But sometimes faith with action is still nothing. So faith with action is not guaranteed results, okay, but faith with action is guaranteed it's, it's not to nothing. have results. <laughs> it's still nothing. It's still nothing. And I and I use these examples because I, I, I want to give more personal. Because if you had gotten over your fear to act, your fear of action, because it was really fear to pull the trigger on the Tesla because you didn't know the future. You didn't know what would come from that. You you had never done, we had never really done stocks that much at that time. I just knew it was such a good deal. And it was such Here's an innovative company. Too, I knew it was a deal at the time. You knew because you knew it would It's keep not growing. like I had any doubt. No. So that that's my point. It was it was a fear, and I feel like a lot of times when the solution is not like ah in lies, and you just know it's like falling in love. Like there's an element of fear that comes even with falling in love, where you have to just release control, and and that is some scary shit. And sometimes you want to guarantee, you want to guarantee that the shit's gonna or work. Or sometimes out. think about the girl who maybe dated Mark Zuckerberg in high school and dumped him. Ah, yeah. And is now looking, and she this <laughs> whole time, the right whole there. time, she praying for God to send her a good man. Yeah. Well, some people will say Mark is not a good man. <laughs> It'll run in Facebook, but she's God sent me a, a man who can take care of me financially, blah blah. And then she's this say she's a cheerleader, and uh-huh. then she sends God sends her this geek, this geek looking uh, like, uh, right, yeah. like I'm not attracted to him. All right, all right. And then I could do better. I, I could go do for better. This right, yeah, yeah. The the fo- the obvious football player. And then now she's looking back like, how did I miss it? And it's like God, like I sent I always I, go for the geek, guys. I sent you a geek. I sent you a geek. But you over here talking about, oh, it's not what I'm attracted to. See, that's oh, what you did. You went for the geek. You went for the geek. Yeah, you, you yeah, you are one of the few moments I actually <laughs> wasn't the man on the roof where I recognized yes. Uh, the, the the diamond yeah, in the you've rough. Been, you've been dating all those pretty perky tit blonde types before. And I saw and then he, you met this big tittied uh, 
brunette, weird nerd. I do apologize because for the longest time you had a nickname. It's Project Chick. Yeah. <laughs> All your friends called me the Project Chick. <laughs> I, I, I had to kiss you there. Uh, I mean, it it was one of those like um, like kind of hurtful sorry. but yeah. funny jokes because we when we got together we were just kind of like it, it was one of those we were things, young we were figuring shit out yeah but like we both were each other's solutions because I had so much to learn from you. Um, but you really had so much to learn from me as well. Now, you didn't acknowledge at the time because you were a little arrogant and cocky. Spoiler alert. Never arrogant, never cocky. <laughs> I'm but, a humble guy. <laughs> but we learned from each other. We both grew as, as people and became better. I think mine was more obvious because it was the fitness side of things and getting in shape and, and, and stuff like that. But I think we both sharpened each other and grew grew together for sure. We were each other's solution, but it it did not come like neither one of us was really the package that we, we expected. We, yes, we were not to, to find. Right, you're right. We're not traditionally what the other would have gone no. for. No, I mean, we like, joke you were about not my type. I, I know, I know, I know, I, I know. <laughs> and I'm not your type. <laughs> and yeah, for some reason, we work really well together. Yeah, yeah. Like the life we have now, the the chemistry we have, the dialogues we have. I don't know that I could have had this any with that, yeah. any any other girl that i dated and yeah. not saying that they were dumb it's just it's just not how their minds Work. worked right and and i uh, don't know that you would have had the level of growth you've had yeah with anyone else at least not in the circles of which yeah. you were dating at the time you definitely couldn't do a lot of the shit you do with me with other like typical american girls for sure like okay so tell them the side story real quick what side story all right hold on oh, <laughs> Do you need to tell me this story before no, you share it on the no, air? Fuck you. No. <laughs> so, oh, we were, Deji, right before we recorded this episode, called me bougie. Okay? Okay. This man called me bougie because we found down by our dumpster someone had thrown out a carpet that looked pretty a nice. nice. Carpet, it was a nice a carpet. Nice carpet. Nice carpet. Very pretty. Looked like one of those, like, Wayfair, fair, I don't know what it's called. One of those nice carpets. I can Anyways. afford to go buy me a nice rug, but you know I pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Ours was getting a little old. We're like, oh, man, this one's nice. So we brought it up. We disinfected it, scrubbed it, cleaned it, put it out. And all I said was like, you know, I really like the print, but I'm not a super fan of the texture because it's not super plush. And then he said I was bougie. I'm like, I just fucking took a carpet out of the trash and cleaned it to put it in our home. Home for, 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 for context, for context, <laughs> our neighbors are people who drive Rolls Royces. Rolls Royces? Rolls Royces. We have a fucking electric Bugatti in, in the freaking... Okay, so it's not like when our neighbors throw carpets out. We're not talking like I'm Africans not, throwing... Okay. I'm just saying. So, 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 I'm just saying. So, so the carpet... A lot of American women so, would have so, been like, oh, fuck no. I'm like, not taking you, a at where carpet we live? out of this dumpster. <laughs> are you looking at where we live? When these people throw shit away, it's valuable. Yeah, this, I, but this is where you have to look at the solution that's right in front of you. We need I, a new carpet. <laughs> it's not the way I would prefer to get the carpet, but it saves but, us hey, money. Don't, don't, like, be, hey, don't be the man don't, on the roof. Be, it's a solution. This is vacation money. This is vacation You're getting money. it. <laughs> oh, but I had to tell that. I could call me bougie. Okay. Fuck you. Anyway, so to, th the moral of the story here is, mm -hmm. look, you are the man on the roof whenever you are oblivious to opportunity uh -huh. that sh 
you should have seen. Uh, whenever you miss the forest for the trees, it's hard to know the moments when you are being the man on the roof. Hindsight is a bitch. If you enjoyed our conversation, definitely leave us a five-star rating on whatever audio platform you receive your podcast on. Do not be the man on the roof. If, there, if they didn't find a solution, they can rate us what they want. If they found a solution... We are always offering solutions in might this... Might not be the right helicopter <laughs> for them. Our comical perspective and our comical philosophy offers many solutions. You just have to read and get what you want from it. We appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next time.